Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've had a couple stories like this uh, in the news recently, but this one actually has a happy ending because somebody does the right thing. Yes, it makes national news when somebody does the right thing. <laughs> From KWCH, which is uh, out of Kansas. Property owner scrambles to repair Overland Park home after contractors rip off wrong roof. Remember, we talked recently. Contractors showed up, ripped the roof off the wrong house, and then skedaddled. Well, here, like I said, happy ending. A mistake by a contractor left an Overland Park man's house in shambles. He moved out of the house a few months ago and was leasing the property for short-term rentals. So he was out of there. He thought, well, I'll make some money and I'll have some people in there. No, short-term rentals. Tuesday morning, a guest texted him concerned about a team of contractors working on the roof. Uh, the tenants, he said, were, why are they banging around up there? So the owner of the property had not ordered a new roof or any other improvements to the house. The workers had the wrong address. By the time he rushed over to the property, the contractors had stripped nearly every shingle. And of course, they left a mess in the yard. And that's one of the things, I was talking to somebody about this just recently, that if you do a roof job, and you get a new roof put on your house, even if they clean up the yard in a way that looks cosmetically clean, aesthetically clean, there are probably nails galore in your yard around the perimeter of the house. And uh, I have an industrial magnet that a viewer sent to me. And I have walked around the edge of my house because I had the roof done. And as you're walking, it's just ding, 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 ding. And it's just nails coming up. And the people who did the roof had used a magnet and tried to clean up everything they thought they could get. I went around and found more. So there's a lot of nails and stuff, fasteners, in a roof. Uh, the owner of the house said it was a disaster. Now, his security cameras at the house show them showing up and then leaving. He said the workers had quickly left when they realized their mistake. So they figured out they were at the wrong address and they skedaddled too. And here's the problem. When you run away, you look bad. This, this is something that, that unfortunately, it, it's, it's so ingrained in human nature that your instinct is to flee when you've done something like this. And they will tell you, if you ever are in a situation in court where it matters, that a person running away has a guilty mind. That is, you can actually tell the jury that the person running away knew they were in the wrong because that's why they were running away. And now you might say, but Steve, there might be another reason to running away. There might be, there might be, but it is so well known and understood that someone screws up and they run away. That's why they're running away. So uh, he documented the mess with the house with a drone and the photos show the exposed underlayment and sheathing. Uh, the owner of the home said, I was pretty excited and upset. And I got to give the guy credit saying, hey, I was excited and upset. He, he, he probably could have said more than that. But he said it was just something to deal with. So now he's a realtor. He quickly called another roofing company to make emergency repairs. He filed a police report and started trying to find the roofers who were responsible. The correct home was actually a few blocks away on the same street. And he was very quickly able to spot the van that had been at his house, now down here working on the other house. And that's the thing. 
These guys can run, but they can only run so far because they got a roofing job to do. <laughs> now, the homeowner says, I'm not sure what the confusion was. Wednesday morning, he was able to contact the owner of the roofing company, who was equally upset about the situation. And now, here's the thing. The homeowner says, everybody makes mistakes, but you have to stand up for your mistakes. When you make a mistake, you have to fix it. That's what the owner was upset about. And so apparently the guy who owns the roofing company said, you know, it upsets me too, but I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. So the owner would not name the company, but said that the owner had agreed to pay for the emergency repairs and the owner of the house is not pursuing criminal charges. So you got to give the guy a lot of credit because I know a lot of people would still be so ticked off that this happened that they'd want to call in the news Hold up signs, go, here's the name of the company, trash them on Yelp, do what you can, let social media these people out of the, you know, out of the business. And he's saying, no, I called the guy. We talked like adults. He admitted, yeah, I'm upset too, but I'll, I'll take care of it for you. And so because of that, the guy who owns the home says, well, you know something? Bit of a hassle. Probably some excitement, as he points out. But, you know something, it's all going to end well. Now, I mentioned in a previous story, and it may have been the one where, in another story, somebody come out, ripped the roof off the wrong house, and then skedaddled, and wouldn't make it good. And I had a lot of people talking about whether or not that was a crime. And I had mentioned that for a crime to occur quite often, quite often, not always, quite often, You have to show the intent of the person who's acting and show that their acts were committed with a criminal intent. And so if I tell you, for instance, that someone killed someone else, you go, oh, murder. May have been an accident. And and the big distinction quite often is the intent. What happened? What, What happened? And if it was actually a legitimate accident and everyone understands it to be an accident, well then, that's not murder, right? So if somebody comes out to a house and tears the roof off it, believing they've been hired to tear the roof off that house, and someone walks up and goes, guys, you're supposed to be at the house next door. And they go, oh, wrong house. Now, if it's a legitimate mistake like that, that would not necessarily be a crime. But obviously, if I came to your house because I was angry with you and you were out of town and I climbed up on the roof and I started scraping off the shingles to your roof and you catch me and somebody goes, what are you doing up there scraping the shingles off that roof? And I go, I'm mad at this guy. I'm trying to damage his house. That would obviously be a crime. Now, some people are going to say, wait, Steve, are you telling me that someone can just destroy or excessively damage somebody's house and it's not a crime well it depends it depends but in a situation where they clearly got the address wrong and simply started doing the roof thinking they're at the right place that's an understandable mistake however when they skedaddle you start wondering whether or not the mistake was reasonable because it's also possible that instead of being charged with vandalism for vandalizing somebody's house, like I described climbing up there because you're angry with them, 
you could also be charged with some form of criminal negligence. And that's going to vary wildly from state to state. But if you do something that is so beyond the pale of reasonableness, you just do something stupid and go, oh, it's a mistake. I'm sorry. It was a mistake. It's an accident. Well, there are some things, mistakes, accidents, that happen because somebody is so ridiculously careless that they're not taking the care that we expect other people in our society to take. Okay, so we've all heard these crazy stories of stupid things that people have done where you look at it and go, did you really think that that wasn't going to result in a really, really bad event? How could you have done that without understanding the harm you're going to cause? And so I will get back to an example I use from time to time. But the Italian hall disaster I wrote a book about where somebody yelled fire in a crowded theater in which there was no fire. And the question has always been, was that or should that have been considered a crime? And so if somebody steps into a crowded hall and there is no fire and they yelled fire, if they believed there was a fire, that's one thing. If they knew there wasn't a fire, the question then is why'd they yell fire? And you could make the argument that they were yelling fire to break the party up because it was a party for the children of striking minors during a strike. So maybe somebody with mischief in mind stepped into the hall and yelled fire, knowing there was no fire, but with the intent of breaking the party up. It's also possible somebody stepped into the hall and yelled fire with the intent of injuring people. And I've often said that I don't think that was the case because the foreseeability there would be a stretch. The average person wouldn't guess that people will die if I yell fire in a crowded theater when there's no fire. But the question then is, is the doing of that act, the stepping into the room and the screaming of the word fire, knowing it's going to cause a panic, even though there is no fire, is that a crime? You could say, well, Steve, they only intended to break the party up. They were just trying to cause mischief. You're trying to cause mischief in a room with 500 people and 400 of whom are kids. And the only way out of the building most people know about is down a steep staircase. Um, Shouldn't you have known that that was going to have a high likelihood of injury to somebody? And so that's the kind of thing where if they had caught that person... And they had the political will to actually enforce the law, which I don't think they would have at that time. But if they'd caught that person, they could have charged them. And they could have charged them with the reckless act of yelling fire in a crowded theater when there was no fire. And that reckless act resulted in the deaths of others. And that would be a form of homicide. Absolutely. And so if you don't believe me, find a prosecutor someplace (laughs) and ask them those questions. And give them those facts. And they'll say, yes, we could charge that person. Absolutely, with a crime. And you'd say, wait, Steve, you're saying we're going to charge a person with a crime for which they can go to prison simply because they said one word out loud, yes. Yes. And that, of course, I believe is where the saying came from. Because Oliver Wendell Holmes wrote in the case of Schenck versus U.S., he wrote a free speech, only goes so far. It would not protect you, for example, if you were to falsely yell fire in a crowded theater. And um, because it's not the word you said, it's the manner in which you yelled it 
in an attempt to cause the panic. And if you did it in an attempt to cause panic, people died, well, then your intent does matter because you, 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 your intent was to cause harm. And again, that's, a, if nothing else, a form of negligence that caused that if it wasn't intentional that you're trying to harm people. Be that as it may, my point simply is this, that the guys show up at the house, good faith belief that we're at the right house, start removing the roof. Someone comes out and goes, that's the wrong roof. They jump in their minivan and they skedaddle. They skedaddle, okay? And it was a minivan, by the way. <laughs> I think it was. But the point is that they skedaddled because they thought they'd get in trouble with their boss, if nothing else. But they didn't skedaddle far. They're just down the street. So the owner of the house calls the owner of the roofing company. The guy goes, hey, I'll make it good. I'll make it good. So he goes, I'm cool with that. Not going to call the police. And I'm not even going to shame the company. And I'll be honest, he's a better man than I am. <laughs> I probably would have been a little bit more wound up. But, but, I'll give the guy credit. So it's an interesting story. And like I said, the opposite of the one we had a couple weeks ago. Property owner scrambles to repair Overland Park home after contractors rip off the wrong roof. From KWCH, Nathan Vickers wrote this and Roger sent it to me. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. What does it mean to pre-board? Do you get on before you get on?